When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. (laughs) Thanks for listening. On to the show. should start things off and say uh uh happy anniversary to you happy first birthday of and happy anniversary to you too thank buddy. you sir um two dollar life has been around a year that's really awesome and crazy and and i want to say fast but also you know we've been in uh quarantine for eight months it feels very long so it feels simultaneously fast in the effortless sense, you know, doing this with you as something I really love doing, and it just feels so free and, and fun and joyful. Um, but then, you know, then a year's, yeah, a year is a long time on the other hand. Well, here we are 30 episodes in now. 30! Right, we've done 30 episodes, and um, we started out kind of sharing our love of three o'clock high that was one of the reasons why the show kind of became what it is today and here we are as the 30th our guest on today's episode is richard tyson buddy Ravel, the man that we both looked at and said he is one of the greatest bully characters of all time and then we get to meet the man um you're right this time that we're in right now, unfortunately, we weren't able to do this in person. Uh, he was in Alabama. We were in Los Angeles. Um, but I felt like he could have punched us through the, the phone if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of presence. You just feel his 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 Buddy Ravel intensity. Um, I was happy there wasn't a locker uh, nearby or some brass knuckles for that for that matter as intimidating as Richard can be when he's in character the sweetness of the man came out in this interview what a story he has to tell uh, from 
the beginning to now, how he got to L.A., how he went back to Alabama. It's a crazy story. It's a wild ride. And he's had quite a career um, in Hollywood. And he took us along that journey. That journey felt like a serious roller coaster. Richard has been living in Alabama for, uh, I, I guess, the last three years or so. That is where he's from. And that is where we chatted with him via satellite. Richard told some great stories. He reminisced about his career in Hollywood. We found out about the backstory behind um, meeting Casey Shamasco for the first time and, and what that caused. The star of 3 O'Clock High, Jerry. His motivation behind his character in Kindergarten Cop. Really fun stories from a guy who's really fascinating. And it was an honor to have him on our show. Truly. I guess on that note, we'll just uh, say buckle your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. With Richard Tyson. It is three o'clock high here in L.A., <laughs> and then we just That's were it. kind of talking about this whole scenario as if, you know, if Jerry got to the parking lot, but he was on, wasn't was on East Coast time, and then, you know, it's like, I thought you were going to fight at five, <laughs> and then it's actually three, you know, that would have made a much different movie, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't have been a fight, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was born at three o'clock. <laughs> you know, are you, are you know. serious? And the, I'm serious. Wow. And. Uh, the first person to ever ask me to be in their movie when I left Alabama with $100 on the Greyhound bus, it was Steven Spielberg. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. And, we're and now every time else, you know, I meet anyone else trying to decide if I should be in it. I'm like, look, Spielberg got it right. Three <laughs> o'clock high. Go look at it. <laughs> right. We, Richard Tyson, we want to officially welcome you to our show um in in all sincerity it is it's an honor to have you on i'm not gonna lie there's gonna be a few moments in this in this interview where i may <laughs> confess that i tried to act like you look like you wanted to be you etc et maybe, maybe just confess it now we'll get it out of the okay, way it won't be as like awkward later <laughs> yeah. Yeah. whether yeah. whether it was just, wearing a uh, thermal just don't make me yeah. mad Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god whether whether uh, whether I was wearing a thermal with a T-shirt over it to look like you in Three O'clock Eye, or whether I there cut the go. sleeves off my denim shirt to look like you in Hardball, uh, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> how, what I want to do to look like you in Two Moon Junction, but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> All right, my black drummer friend, he goes, man, and that Two Moon Junction, when you see that that girl and you got that that long coat on and you're like walking across. He goes, bam, bam. He was like, <laughs> he goes, this, I, I went and bought one of those coats. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to uh, lie. I, I did the same. Zach's wearing one now. <laughs> I am wearing a, I am wearing a Buddy Ravel t-shirt um, that obviously yep. you can't see, but uh, we'll probably post it online. Send you some photos. Um, but, but honestly, it, it, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for being on $2 late fee. Yeah, yeah, I remember late fees. I had to pay them every time I showed up. That's you know? right. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Um, I mean, can we just jump right into that question about Steven Spielberg? Like, how in the hell? And by the way, you can curse on our show. You don't have to be restricted. There's no, no censoring oh, okay. going on. Just so you know. Um, how, can we Fuck, talk about? That's better. <laughs> there you go. Does it feel better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. 
can you can we talk about Steven Spielberg? How that all came to be? Yeah, man. Um, so I left. I, I'll try to make it short. Um, uh, this story gets longer and longer. Finally, someone asked me to write a book. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I left on the Greyhound bus from Mobile, Alabama. My brother. Uh, he says, I counted them. There's 47 people and your mother to see you go be in the movies. You better do it. I'm like, give me the damn ticket, man. And, and by the way, that's 48 people. Your mother is a person. You know? <laughs> and I, uh, anyway, I go to LA. I'm out there. I ended up the, the uh, Hollywood and Vine, man. I ended up there and I saw, I see the YMCA sign. And I went over there. There's a guy behind the counter. I said, how you doing? I'm a Presbyterian. You know, I, I won the uh, judo award three times, blue ribbon three years in a row in my YMCA in Mobile. And, um, you know, and, you know, the guy goes, you want a room, man? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, uh, he, he goes, well, look, it's nine dollars a night. You don't need any of that other shit. You know, <laughs> I'm like, uh, OK, uh, I, I went upstairs. I hadn't eaten since Arizona. I go up to my room. I cracked the door and opened the window so I could get a, a breeze through it. And I had the lights off. I was just, you know, just, you know, just tired, you know, just emotional, actually. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden, this guy barges into the box in and says, what the hell are you doing? You can't sell anything in here. I'm like, what? I don't have anything to sell. What would I sell? I just, I don't, what do you mean, sell? And then I look down at my body. I'm like, oh, the guy thinks I'm a prostitute. <laughs> he thinks I'm a fucking prostitute. I'm like, he goes, that's the signal. If you leave your door like that, you can't be selling you. I'm like, no, no, man. I, I didn't know. Here, let me close the door. Good God. So uh, <laughs> what is the signal? Yeah, what's just the, for to leave our your door notification? You just leave it open a certain way? No, you just put a shoe in the door like you're trying to get a breeze to come through, ah, I guess. I, see, I, see. I didn't know the right. signal. I'm like, shit, that's the signal? Okay. The old prostitute Well, signal. let me, let me, <laughs> yeah, let me go sweating in the room. I'll be fine, you know. So I went, I, I went to a, a cafe. It said a petite steak for $3. I'm like, okay, or two fifty, I think. And I go to the counter. There's an old man sitting there. And, um. Uh, I said, where's the closest studio? MGM. That's out in Culver City, where it used to be. And uh, I uh, was there at 8 a.m. And I sneaked in towards the, the gate uh, that you could drive a truck through, but it was a chain link fence. And you could only walk through it one person at a time because there was a guard shack right there, you know. And I'm walking by the big white mansions on the left that were in going with the wind pretty imposing uh for the first day guy yeah and uh i i'm about 25 feet away from and i'm like there's no guard in the shack the door is open oh hell man look at that that's fantastic and uh about 10 feet more the guy shows up mm -hmm. and he's looking right at me and i'm walking towards you know i'm like all right, I'm turning right. I'm going to go around and see if I can jump over the fence somewhere. <laughs> it's a 30-foot fence with barbed wire and cameras. You, it's 
looks like Attica. You can't yeah. get in there. You know. So I went to a, a drugstore. I got a, a a flip notebook for fifteen cents and uh, and a pencil. And I started. I'm going back to the front. I'm going to walk right to that guard shack. And I started writing. I said, "Dear God, please help me get into the MGM." I you know, I'll be a missionary later or something. Let me just, yeah. you know, I'd stop and write. And then I'd stop and write again. And then I'll, now I'm walking faster and I'm writing faster. I'm walking and writing. I'm like, oh, I'm a writer. And I'm late. So, ah. I, so I'm walking and I'm writing. And I'm walking and writing, walking and writing. I get right to the guard shack. I, I look right at him. I says, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, how you doing? And I walk right through oh, because shit. I was late. Wow. That was right, right. Once you were in the lot, like what was the goal? Did you have headshots? Did you did you how did you even know who to meet? What were what were you attempting to to do as far as once you know you I, were on a jam? I was trying to walk in. I didn't have a headshot. I didn't even know what that was. Uh and I look over to this building and I'm like, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna go in, you know, and I go in the hallway, open it up, and it's very small, you know, because it's nineteen fifties and uh, it's a tight hallway. And I say, okay, first door on the left. So I go in. I go, hey. And there's heavy set Irish guy. And I go, hey, how you doing? I'm Richard Tyson. I traveled 2,000 miles to come be in the movies. And you know, I've done little children's theater or some Shakespeare. And I have $5. I'm at the YMCA. I need to get in the movies really quick. Uh, what are we doing? He, huh. goes, he goes, what's your name? I said, Richard Tyson. He goes, Richard Tyson, get the hell out of my office. What the fuck do you think you're doing? And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I run. I run. All right, first door on the right. I go in. Hey, I'm Richard Tyson. I traveled 2,000 miles to come to the movie. I did the speech. Yeah. The guy goes, do you have an appointment? I'm like, no. He says, I'm calling security right now. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. Let me go. You know, and I go. So I'm going dove into another office and then the uh, fourth and the fifth and the sixth i said i gotta change buildings the cops are coming uh seventh eighth all said no and the ninth i just knocked it was beautiful lady uh she goes please come on in she goes do you have a resume i'm like that's french right <laughs> i was still a sophomore man I, yeah no this is and uh it is french so, i mean that <laughs> <laughs> wrong yeah. yeah hey that's right <laughs> next morning i was uh on a bus going by fox studios i see two trailers and i said those are casting trailers i said i gotta get off the bus and i waited all day wednesday morning i was there thursday morning i was there friday all the way the rest of the week it's getting dark on friday and this lady leans out of the door and says, hey, let's take you to the boss. I went and I met Jane Feinberg, Fenton and Feinberg. And uh, I said, you want to hear a monologue? She goes, that's for theater. And, you know, we're doing movies and TV shows. I'm like, okay, all right, but I like the monologue. It's yeah. great. I only knew two of them. <laughs> and uh, it's from Streetcar Named Desire. You know that one. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it wasn't the why at all. I meant she didn't come back here with roses because I know where he is. <laughs> anyway, halfway through, she stopped and just listened and put her hand up to her mouth and just sat back and listened to it. She goes, at the end, she goes, that's pretty good. 
you know, I think you got it. You know, you got that spark in your eye and, wow. you know, and you have that determination in the chutzpah. I'm like, what's the chutzpah? <laughs> she goes, that's passion. It's not Alabama that's talk. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she goes, it's passion. I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, that's been you in the parking lot all week, right? Every day we get here, we all rush over to the blinds and look through to see if you're there. And you were there. Wow. Every day yeah, you were there. Yeah. Well, so they just let you stand need... there the whole time. And, and... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was outside of security. Well, uh, see, you need to go away and train and come back. I went back to Alabama, graduated from Bama, Alabama, and then I went to Cornell to see my master's from Cornell, and I hitchhiked back out, went to Benton and Feinberg Casting, found Jane Feinberg, and she goes, oh, my God, Richard Tyson. Uh, she, she goes, oh, my God, we always tell actors, we've been here nine years, and we always tell actors to go away and train and come back. You're the only one ever to come back. Uh-huh. So you came out to L.A. with, with 100 bucks. You, you get out, you go back home, you refine yourself, you learn. And then you come back? Yeah. How many years yeah. later did you come back? I thought it would take a year, take two years to graduate from Alabama. Yeah. And then it took two years to get my master's at Cornell. So five years. Wow. Five years? After I was in her office, she goes, what are you doing for an agent? I said, I've got a list from the guild. She goes, I know a match made in heaven. She called Bruce Willis's office, uh, his agent. I met with them, and uh, they got me an audition for this new uh, movie that Spielberg was doing on 3 o'clock high. And I was living in my truck. I had my sofa up on the tailgate. You lay down the tailgate, and I've got a barbecue. (laughs) I I get to Universal, and the guy goes, what are you doing? What do you got? I said, I'm making a movie with Steven Spielberg. They go, all right, what are you working on? Are you yeah. talking with us? I'm like, no, 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 really. I, <laughs> You're the guy that climbed the fence uh, tw- yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago, aren't you? You're the guy that pretended to be a writer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He thought I was there to fix air conditioning. Yeah. Something, you know, right. and I'm, well, because you had done yeah. that before. I'm like, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, look. Look, I'm on the list. Just look. I'm Richard Tyson. He looked down and goes, son of a bitch. Yeah. He goes, no, it was my first audition. I had 15 callbacks. Oh, my 15? God. 15? 15? Oh, my God. 15. Wow. They did not offer me the role until I got another role in another movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I picked 3 o'clock high. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the director was trying to find uh, Jerry Mitchell first because he wanted to pair him up, you know, and uh, I'm back in L.A. Now we're sitting, me and and Jerry Mitchell, uh, we're sitting chair to chair looking at each other, ready to do the scene, and the director says, all right, look, I want you to give it to him, stare right through him, you know, just stare, penetrate his, you know, you know, and... uh, his eyes or whatever give it to him i said all right and we started the scene and i guess uh he had uh shaved that morning but as in the middle of the scene i noticed that this little blood starts to right out of his chin and it was was starting to dribble down his chin 
Whoa. Mm. And we finished the scene and the director goes, Phil Juano, he goes, he goes, damn, I spent plenty of, I said, you know, drill a hole through him, but I didn't really mean it, you know. <laughs> but I knew, I knew this guy was the one because, shit, man, he bled on cue, man. And you're, you're talking, he was great. You're talking, you're talking about Casey, Casey Shamasco, right? Casey Shamasco, yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Jerry Mitchell. I'm with the school paper, um, the Titan. I, I know this is a little weird, me asking who you are standing side by side in front of the urinals. If you're a fag. Oh, God. Oh, me? Oh, no, no way. What, what I'm trying to find out is you are Buddy Ravel, right? You a narc? No. I'm with the school paper. What do you want, man? I just got to the school. I don't want anything. That is all. All I want to do is talk to you, see? See, they told me to write this stupid little piece about you because you're the new kid on campus. You're going to do a stupid little piece on me? Why would I want to look stupid? No, 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 no. You're not going to look stupid. Not at all. And incidentally, just so you know... I don't care if you do all kinds of dope and shit. I'm, I'm not anybody's narc, you know? Well, not that I think that you do dope or anything like that. I mean, listen, why don't we forget this whole thing and pretend this never happened, okay? You're never gonna forget this happened. I want you to understand something, Jerry. I don't like it when people know about me. In fact, I don't like it when anybody knows about me. So you can take that newspaper of yours and wipe off your dick with it. You made me mad, Jerry. Now I'm gonna have to do something Work it off. Work it off? You and me, we're gonna have a fight. Today, after school. Three o'clock in the parking lot. You try and run, I'm gonna track you down. You go to a teacher, it's only gonna get worse. You sneak home, I'm gonna be under your bed. You and me. Wow. Yeah, man, wow. he was wow. he was great in that movie, wasn't he? Well, you guys are great, um, and 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 so the the opening to our show is the theme song to Three O'clock High, and the reason it are is, you kidding me? Is we love that song so much. We reached out to Jim Walker, who uh, you know wrote the song, performed the song, and graciously gave the song to us. He's quickly became a good friend of ours. Actually, uh, was on the show as well. And the song "Something to Remember great. Me By." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 so that's awesome. Yeah, and Dustin and I are equally obsessed with this movie. Um, and and I have always said that I had so much sympathy for your character because Buddy Ravel, because you always struck me as this kid who was probably being abused at home, or actually, or came from a very dark place, um, because we mm-hmm. all know now that a bully. Any sort of bully, quote unquote, uh, was bullied before. That's where they learn this behavior, right? 
And did right. did you have did you have that motivation kind of going into the character and like I mean, well, I had a a, studied it. I thought I was, I thought he was living with his mother. You know, that's what I thought, and there was no reason to say that. But mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, he had the GTO. He was driving. He's all over that that harsh growing up. He was fine. He he could do the math. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. was smart. He was in the yeah. library. You know the book that Buddy Ravel was reading in the library. He was. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? Because <laughs> you can't we're fans see of the movie. <laughs> because we're obsessed. Damn, you! <laughs> you unbelievable, you, you guys. You can see it. Yeah. You are the first ones to get that, man. Exclusive? Out of all these years. <laughs> well, okay, that's I, why you are. I must say, that's why you're on the greatest uh, yeah. '80s podcast. Well, we don't um, mess around. Show around. Man, that's awesome, man. I'm sorry I ran on with it. I mean, Buddy doesn't talk much, but uh, <laughs> but the sh- 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 that's funny. You, but In the library. Sh- that scene is oh, great. Yeah. That scene is great. I mean, yeah. every okay, every single scene you're in is gold. I'm I'm just gonna say that because, and you exude this energy that no no wonder Steven Spielberg wanted you for this film because no one up until this point had looked like you. I think you <laughs> were the, uh, I, I could think of a handful of movies where there was a kind of like a bully, you know? I think of the movie My Bodyguard uh, where yeah. it was Adam Baldwin. Yeah, it came out about, you know, about the yeah. same time, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and he was like this kind of lovable big guy. And then you come on screen yeah. And it's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Who is this dude? Like, what? There is, there is such a quality you have uh, with your look, your style, everything. Just, You've already complimented it. You wanted to be it. Yeah. But, but the fact is that, the, you know, that Buddy is not, Buddy is not one-dimensional. It's no. not like Buddy is just this evil character that we're just like, we're against him. Like, he has values. He has morals. And... Honestly, like Jerry breaks the code of do not touch you like within 20 seconds yep. of meeting you. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. so yeah. we recently rewatched this movie. We were like, oh, you know what? I get it, man. Like Jerry's just go away. Like he's a new guy. He's just been here for like 10 seconds. Right. Like leave him alone. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's but you're all peeing, but he comes in and pees by buddy rebel. Yeah, it's just like, exactly. hey, you know, I work for the school news. So yeah. He goes, if you're a, f- never mind, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. the words. No, yeah, no, yeah, but don't. yeah, but it, but it's, but it's so irritating now to watch that and be like, really? Like, there's unwritten rules of urinals that everybody knows. First of all, you know, you don't just you walk don't talk to a dude <laughs> when they're. Well, you definitely go don't. To the bathroom. You definitely don't talk to a dude, and you definitely don't extend your hand while somebody's urinating. Be like, hey, I'm the school paper. Yeah, this is this is valid even in pre-COVID yeah. times. You just don't. No, do that. you don't. You don't do that. So already, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Right, buddy, man. I get stopped every day. And there's a new generation of high schoolers that yep. have seen it or are seeing it. My sister called me after she saw it. She goes, when do you want to meet? Three o'clock? I'm like, all right. <laughs> I was going to ask, there, there's, a, there's, a scene, there's a scene at the end in the, in the school store when... when um... We added that. You, okay. We, we weren't going to do, we do a redemption unless we had a redemption scene. We, uh... I put it on the line. So we, we came out with that. 
and buddy doesn't i said buddy doesn't have to talk or anything no but you smile and uh, you, you have a you have a look in your eye the smallest smile in cinema history that's yeah. what i yeah. call it. But it, yeah but it speaks volumes. i mean <laughs> man i tell you it's uh, uh i should give spielberg more credit does he need some more uh, i think he's doing yeah. just he's, fine he's all right you can give yourself credit for that hey if you talk to him tell him to call me will you <laughs> <laughs> well next time i next time uh next time we run into him at jp's uh we'll have a whole other uh discussion so. <laughs> jp I, I actually i live i used to live across the street from jp's so uh so we had a beer or something uh, well, we almost did. I, I, I <laughs> even better. I wasn't able to. I, I, I was too shy to go up to you, and uh, and I didn't want to bother you because I'm not that kind of person. And but I, but I oh, walk in and I'm I go. I'm one of eight kids. Now, now that you know that he broke into literally every movie studio well, now in I know. Los Angeles, you could have just <laughs> broken in, you know, been like, hey, I was gonna order you. Yeah. I was gonna order you a beer, but didn't have that opportunity. But here you are on our show, and that's more than you know. More it's, than I can ask. It's just like it's the same thing, really. It's the same thing. Um, and JP's does it still exist? Yeah, we always played hoops yeah. over there. Oh yeah, yeah. Near there, we were playing. JP's is still around. Uh, I mean, obviously, what's going on right now? It's 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 boarded up, but um, yeah, JP's is still there. I used yeah. to live on Eleventh and Wilshire, so uh, back in the day. Beautiful. That's paradise, man. It is. It yeah. is. Well, I tell yeah. you what, I used to I mean, live you... in Hollywood when I came out to LA and that same experience, not the same experience, but where I'm like, what am I doing but, in this place? I need to yeah. be out by the ocean. I was in Hollywood too. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Yeah. I was in JP's. Same yeah, thing. Man. Yeah. I played the golden tea. I mean, the golden you... tea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I live on second street. I have a place of sharing with, uh, I'm all over the place, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you know, the sovereign hotel on second. Yes. Yeah, second in yeah. Washington. That's north of Wilshire. Yep, beautiful. It's paradise, man. Yeah. You walk out of the building, you feel like running. You know. Yeah. You feel like. Yeah. Doing something. We're shooting a movie on uh in Marina Del Rey. Hmm. Oh, nice. And uh, it's called it's called Marina Rats. <laughs> oh, really? The Marina Rats. The Is Marina it? Rats, and I'm the. I'm Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. Uh, nice. I know those marina yeah. I knew some of those marina rats a little too well. So um, that's a whole other yeah. podcast. But <laughs> Yeah. And we don't we don't have to write it. All we have to do is listen. Yep. Right. <laughs> to the exactly. night before. Walk around the marina. Even here, you know, we've got marinas everywhere. I've been walking through just listening. It's like it's a universal situation it, it, marina rats all over the world it really uh, is it really yeah. I, and and uh and, and we definitely want to talk about what you're working on right now but i just really want to go back quickly to three o'clock high and just say that that movie changed trajectories right for you um obviously for the director phil juano uh it it, it, it was yeah. a game-changing film yeah man uh that was universal and uh, universal studios i uh I broke into Universal Studios, you know, years before. By there's a right. fifty yard wall, and if you come around the the Ivy Wall and you're right at the at the uh, security gate, it's not a gate. It's the cars drive in and out, and if the security is taking care of someone driving in, if you're full speed, you can get around <laughs> that corner and get all the way. In. <laughs> oh my God! This should be a book on how to break into how every break studio. In. 
<laughs> All the I said I would have been killed if with yeah. the climate now I yeah. would have been killed. You know, but at but I, I I went the first time and he the guy's leaning against looking right at me as I come around the corner. So I turned around and ran back, and and he got my breath and I came around again. It's just. Whew, He's talking to someone. I'm all the way in. I go in. The first building on the right, I go in. I'm trying to find a place just to calm down. And I and I get to this. I just open this office, and nobody's in it. And so I hide under the table oh and lean against the desk. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. Well, the audition where I got kindergarten cop yeah. was held in that room seven mm. years later that's crazy i swear to god that's crazy i swear to god that is ridiculous yeah, that is. you know you always look for omens you know when i hitchhiked from alabama after cornell back to see uh jane feinberg oh you hitchhiked uh, we did not know that part i don't think yeah i hitchhiked guy picked me up i said he goes where are you going i said i'm going to i-10 if i can get down that way uh uh, he goes, uh, he goes, I just got out of the Coast Guard. I got to go to Seattle. I'm like, oh, really? You're going to I-10? Great. Well, whenever you go north, just tell me and I'll get off there. That would be great. You know, I can't go straight to Seattle because I promised my my uh, sister that I'd help her move this weekend. And she's in a sleepy little town in Southern California called Santa Monica. Do you know where that is? <laughs> I'm like, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Sleepy little town in Santa Monica. Yeah, that's crazy. That but omen. That's an omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Of course for sure. It is. For sure. Wait. No, so, so uh, when you when you went in for, did you share with them when you went into the kindergarten cop audition? Did you share with them the story, or did were you like, I'm just gonna keep this to myself? No, I I, I did look under the table though. <laughs> <laughs> you say is, is Kimball under here? I, I did. That Ivan Reitman and Universal offered me a five year deal after that. Uh, Six thousand a week for five years, hey. and uh, we're going to do four movies. The first one you'll make two hundred and fifty thousand. Second one, then the million dollars on the fourth. Oh. I'm like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> uh, my agents, my agents, they had two different factions. Uh, they were one of them wanted me to go do Genghis Khan in Russia for a year, a mini series mm. with Charlton Heston, mm. uh, or I could take Ivan Reitman's offer. You know the Black Tower in L.A. Uh, at Universal. All the all the actors know it. It's an 18 foot black tower with black windows, and mm. you'll see it next time you go by. Okay. All the actors look up, say, "I want to be in the penthouse." Up. Well, that day they offered me all that. We had lunch at the penthouse uh, with the uh, Ivan Reitman and the two other producers of Ghostbusters, they both made $330 million a piece on yeah, that movie. Not too shabby. And the president of uh, Universal. I walked in, I said, do you mind if I look out, you know, out down where the actors walk in? Because, you yeah. know, I've seen it from down there. They go, no, go ahead. <laughs> and I started to go on, nah, nah. And I said, no, no, yeah. no. I went, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Go for it. Nice. I was cheering them on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anyway. You went from before you before you took kindergarten cop, you were doing one of my fun favorite shows that I felt like should have lasted way more than 18 episodes, but hardball, right? 
Hardball 21 episodes, 21, okay. I think. Uh, but Hardball. Uh, With John Aston? Best yeah. intro, best Hard- intro ever. Best TV intro ever. Any money. We beat Cosby three weeks in a row. As you should. Yeah. And uh <laughs> now, and it's now even... everyone's beating him. Oh, I just gotta I tell you, I got no respect. <laughs> uh, you know, I asked my mom when I was growing up, I said, Mom, what about breastfeeding? She goes, I think we should remain friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rough crowd. <laughs> yeah. Stick to the drama, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but you, but, but uh, that show, that show, I love that show personally. Love it. My agent said uh, the head of NBC, NBC wants to talk to you. And I said, "Oh yeah, when? Uh, whenever you can get there." I'm like, "Okay." I go there. It's to go right on in to his office. I open it up, and it's. It's bigger than a baseball diamond. It's like huge. It's like, hmm. and his desk was way across the room. Well. And, uh, and I came in and he immediately stood up, grabbed two chairs and started walking towards the center of the room where there's this skylight and the sun was, you know, filtered down through right in the middle. He put the chairs right there. He goes, son, Richard Tyson, look, I have to tell you something right now, just to get this out of the way, before we talk about business. But that two moon junction, we haven't seen heat on the screen like that since Brando <laughs> did Tango. I'm like, oh, can man. we get someone to record this? <laughs> That's Come almost on. what Zach said to I you, mean, but different. I mean, yeah, I, oh. I mean, I don't have as much clout, oh. but... Uh... <laughs> God. That's awesome. He goes, I want you to do a TV show. We want to give you your TV show. And he goes, if you don't like it, just throw the script away. We'll send you another one. Don't say yes, because I'm the president. I'm like, mm. all right. I, I was up to five scripts. I said, man, I better start saying yes. <laughs> wow. And David Hemmings, David Hemmings was an actor, but he was a producer rest his soul uh he called me i'd worked with him uh one of my first years uh, uh in the business after three o'clock high and he goes i hear you're on the short list and at nbc i'm like you don't know how short it is man i <laughs> you know look i know you we sent you the script we had some other writers go and it's a lot better i read it i loved it and they picked John Ashton. Yep. Very and uh, we're trying to get Ashton to team up with me doing a, a, a hardball-like TV show and just reunite us. Oh. 
like now. I called it. I called. Yeah. Nice. I called it. Uh, I pitched to uh, Comcast. They go and what? I said, you know, I'm a writer too. They go, oh, you are? I said, yeah. I improv the first four days we shot. They go, they didn't have a script. Uh, and uh, and they said, what's your top three? I said, well, I've got a crazy vet back home. I've got a casino picture and a Civil War picture. Oh, honey, we love the Civil War. Why don't you send that to us? They said, what else you got? Oh, they came back and they said, well, we're, we just did Birth of a Nation. So we're going to hold off. Uh, the financiers of Birth of the Nation, you know, it, because it was bombed because, yep. yeah, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird how the news comes out just opening weekend, you know? Yeah, it's a little... Uh... has to be something. Uh, but anyway, uh, they they said, um, I said, I have a TV show. They go, oh, really? What is it? I said, Bama P.I.? You know Magnum P.I.? Well, I got Bama P.I. Mm. And they're like, why not? What? What? That sounds pretty good, you know? <laughs> and... Uh, and me and Roddy Piper were very close friends, mm, and uh, I wrote it for him oh, that and me. Great. That would have been great. And I was playing, and so we were reading it at, on his dining room table, and uh, and I was playing Bama. That's my nickname out there in L.A. Everyone from Alabama is called Bama, mm-hmm. but really that's what they call me the fairly brothers they said when i do good they go bama that was great i <laughs> said but if i fuck it up it's richard tyson <laughs> <laughs> yeah so awesome. uh so uh so i wrote in the character for uh roddy piper red mm. red nice instead of roddy piper you know? and uh on page 23 he stops reading he goes all right, what is this red shit? Yeah. I said, I was trying to give you a character so you could act. You know, you could actually build a character. And, you know, and I, I said, oh, you wanted to be Rod? Yeah, I know. He didn't say yes or no, but we just started reading again. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah, you can't call him Hottie, I guess. And so, you know, you know so we called him Rod for the yeah. rest of the show. Right. Rod. Okay. You know, uh, well, he passed away, you know. I realized after reviewing it that I've been trying to figure out who would be good uh, to play. And I realized that I love Roddy Piper so much, I gave him all the punchlines. Mm. <laughs> so I figured I would change the character from Red to Bama. Let Bama, and that be yeah. his name, and I'd play Roddy Piper. Yep, fair enough. And I would get somebody that's straight and narrow by the book and... I'm thinking, I haven't haven't uh, called him yet. We've been in touch on Facebook. Uh, John Ashton. John Ashton from Hardball. Yep. John what Ed. the hell? Yeah. And uh, great I think actor. he would be great. Yep. Fantastic. Man, I learned so much. He taught me so much. I mean, guy was great for yeah. me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, look, he, Beverly Hills Cop, Midnight Run, some kind of wonderful hardball like it he's just fantastic actor yep oh man he he really is and he could and you know uh red i wrote the character 
he he comes up with some kind of invention uh, invention every week to get the bad guy. Mm. Like in the first first show, uh, they're up on the bad guy and they're getting closer to him. All of a sudden, a, a dart hits him in the neck, and you cut back to Red or Bama, and, and he's pulling down the the blow blow gun that he just hit the guy with. In the That's neck. great. I love it. He just you know so. We hope to get that one going too. It needs to happen. There's, there's, look, there's plenty of content out there nowadays. If whoever's listening to this can make that happen, it really should because, uh, the hardball, hardball, I think you, yeah, you were hot off of Two Moon Junction with Cheryl and Finn. Yeah. And that was a very steamy, you know, uh, sultry, like kind of a nine and a half weeks, yeah. Tango, yeah, last Tango in Paris, that kind of vibe. I always dreamed of having a storybook wedding, and now I am. The shoes and the hats. It's perfect. April. I've known a May and a June, but never an April. I didn't just show up here by mistake. You invited me. It's all right there in your eyes. Uh, and then you jump right yeah. into hardball and you're like back into this buddy comedy action show, which was great. Like I wanted, I, I look, I recorded every episode every week. So. We had 10,000 uh, letters each week to sign and send back. I oh. was like, I thought that was my job. I'm sitting there at a desk all day. Fan letters. Uh, yeah. Fan letters. Wow. Yeah. How many, just, how many were from just, Zach? How many yeah. were just like 8,000? 8, <laughs> you never wrote yeah. me back. You never wrote me back. <laughs> well, I got about 5,000 out of 10,000 every day. Oh, I don't know okay, how I did joke. that. And yeah. is that part of your contract when something like that happens? Or you were just like, no, I really just really appreciate the fans. Yeah, that, you don't have to do it. Yeah. No, I, right. Nobody's making it. I was making just trying you. to get yeah. to everyone. Yeah, that's, that's so we nice. We were doing 17-hour days oh, man. for 10 months. Oh, people yeah, ask me, it's brutal. How's that show doing for you? It's, it's killing me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, uh, the president uh, of NBC, Tartikoff, yeah. he had a heart attack and died yeah. at the end of the season. That's why it was pet, pet projects for the new president comes in, you know? Yep. And yep. we were gone, and yep. we were gone in a second. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And it we. It's just crazy that the guy coming in was must have been the ego or something, or maybe that was the only time slot that new presidents can get until they prove themselves or something. But wow, I mean, what you're talking about is like, yeah, the the, the new president has to come in and make their own mark on things. You know, they just got to get rid of. Yeah. Oh, that's the old guy's stuff. This is what I am. This is what I. This is what I can do. Yeah, and that's yeah, clean slate. Exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's yeah. interesting though right. when when I when I when I think about when we think about your career and, and where you started out and, you know, looking at your, your little IMDB and it's, you got 137 credits to your name and, uh, and, and it's pretty phenomenal to look at all of the stuff you've done. I was going to say though, like, you know, you, you go into like kindergarten cop. I, I was the first time I saw you as a legit villain with, with not a conscience, I guess, in a weird way. And, um, 
I didn't like that at first. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this Richard Tyson. I don't like this version of Richard. You know, Cullen is mm-hmm. is, is is such an evil, devious dude. Oh, excuse me. Uh, this is your lucky day. I have a better idea. I'll pay you twice what he's charging. I, I promised my boy I'd get him one of these. Yeah, well, I'd love to help you, but uh, my kid's been bugging me for one of these ever since Christmas. I'm sorry. I'll pay you four times what it's worth. You can get your kid something even better. Sorry. Hey, listen, can you gift wrap it? It's a birthday present. Sure, yeah. Hannah, could you wrap that for me, I please? tried. No, I've been trying. But... Daryl! Daryl! I'm sorry. I wanted to give you a second chance. 200 cash. What is wrong with you, mister? I'm still not getting through to you, am I, Daryl? <laughs> I I, I got to imagine that was really fun to play, right? Yeah, you know, I uh, three o'clock high. All Buddy was trying to do was graduate. That's all he was doing. That's why he's in the library. That's why he's doing the math problem. He fucked with Jerry a little bit, like show me your answers. But yeah, when he gets to the principal's office, he can do it. Yep. You know, uh, kindergarten cop. I just wanted my boy back, and I'd do anything to get him back. Uh, Ivan Reitman. Uh, we're doing the scene. I said, when I get the boy, I finally get in. I get him in the nurse's station. I want to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to him. He goes, no, you're the bad guy. You're not doing that. I'm like, I want to do it. No, don't do it. Mm. Three takes. We, I didn't do it. The fourth take, I grabbed his hand. I said, see, we had the same hand. See, Twinkle, I pat my face with his little hand. Yeah, I go, yeah. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Mm. And... It's in the movie. Yeah, hell right, yeah. Right. As it should be. Yeah. After that take, Ivan Reitman goes after that take, you had to do it, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you? You had to do it. I'm like, yeah, I had to. And then he used it. It was great. It's me. Don't you remember Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Look, look. See? We have the same kind of hands. Don't you remember? I'm not my father. My father lives in France. Oh, your mother told you that, but that's not true, Dominic. I'm your father. I was gonna tell you we just had um, we just had actor uh, Hart Bachner on our show, who who a lot of people know him oh, from yeah. the movie Die Hard, and his character Ellis. And he was talking about oh yeah he was talking about how in that movie they wanted him to play it a certain way, and he's like, no, no, this guy's supposed to be like a sleazeball scumbag, and that's how I'm gonna play him. <laughs> and and then finally right. the director's like no don't do that don't do that and then when the producers saw it and they laughed and they said this is great he's like okay let's do that mm-hmm. so this is another case of that where you're like no 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 I, we got to do it this way that's right it's it's a heart i call it the heart not the gut but you know they're they're pretty close <laughs> uh there's a place that i i run around here it's a little country church and it has a sign on it, and they never change it. <laughs> it says, guard your heart, for all that you do flows from it. Nice. Yeah. i kind of been protecting my heart on the streets of Hollywood way back in the day. And, yep. yeah. and how, how long have you been living back in Alabama now? My father died about three years ago, and uh, the way I found acting was, uh, I was kicked off uh, Eddie Stinky's baseball team way back in the day uh, at the University of South Alabama, which my father and mother wrote the bill to create the university. Wow. South Alabama, because they had eight kids. 
They couldn't afford to send them all off to college. So, Eight kids? Yeah, let's build one here. Oh, my God. Eight kids in 10 years. How about that? Oh, jeez. Wow. That sounds... <laughs> oh, that even hurts yeah. us. Yeah. I'm sorry. My wife's had one, and I watched that, and that is not a road we want to revisit anytime soon. <laughs> Yowzers. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so I, I felt sorry for myself. I walked across the street. I saw this antebellum house that had been brick by brick brought out to Westmobile from downtown. And uh, there was a girl going up the steps. I, I said, what is this? Uh, a museum? She goes, no, it's a theater. Oh, so it's a T-H-E-R, no, T-H-E-A-T-R-E theater. Oh, I've never been in one of those. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, I said, what is it? She goes, uh, I'm auditioning. I'm like, that's a tryout, right? You know, you know she goes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, well, what's it about? She says, it was called uh, Butterflies Are Free. And it's about a young boy trying to go to Manhattan and get out on his own from uh, his parents and uh, sectity or something like that, okay. something like that. Uh, and he's blind and he's blind. I said, well, can I watch? Cause yeah, but go way up, you know, so you don't, you know, don't, you know, bother anybody. I'm like, okay, okay. So I went way up and I watched everyone audition for two and a half hours, mm. every role. And finally, uh, the director and the stage manager were about to leave. And I said, Hey, can I try that? <laughs> they couldn't see me. They said, come on down in the light. Well, at 18, we're all pretty, man, you know? Yeah. So I come down in the light and he goes, yeah, why don't you come down here? And I'm like, all right. I said, I got a question. He says, oh, good, good, what is it? I said, the, the play is about a blind boy, right? I never saw anyone try to act blind. He goes, you're absolutely right. Can you do it? And, you know, I stared off like I was, you know, too many beers or something, you know? And I'm, <laughs> yeah. To like, play blind. Yeah, he goes, he goes, that's pretty good. <laughs> he goes, would you read this? I said, I can. I'm blind. You know? <laughs> and I, I nice. got the role. Nice. I played the lead role. Nice method. I went from that baseball. <laughs> to... <laughs> are you talking? Good is butterfly God, butterflies are free? Was Goldie Hawn in the in that movie? Yeah, okay. that's it. Okay. That's it. Butterflies are free. And then Eddie Albert, I guess, was the the male lead in that. So back in the day. Uh, I didn't notice him. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> come on. When it, when she's in a movie, you don't typically notice the other, unless it's Kurt Russell, I guess. But uh. <laughs> yeah, you're you're shooting a movie soon with Dolph Lundgren, right? That's right. It's called. Uh, uh, it's called Kindergarten Cop Part Three. Castle. Yeah. yeah. You know they made they remade Kindergarten Cop with, with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I. I what? Yeah, and Bill Bell, and Bill Bellamy. Yeah, golf duck. Yeah. Wait. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that no, makes no I, sense. I didn't, I didn't know that. Wait, so well, that, no, there's a topic of conversation for you and Delph. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow, why, I did why, not know that. Yeah, and why? Yeah. Why well, would they do that? Because Universal was doing that. They were just taking whatever movies. They it was had. released like yeah, a it, theater release. No, VOD. You know what? Yeah, straight. Yeah, You've yeah, seen it. it. You've seen it. I watched it. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I didn't watch it. Uh, there were That's there were terrorists Bill, in it, weren't there? Bill Bellamy. Yeah, yeah, it was No. Yeah, there were I think there were terrorists in it, yeah. It, it 
it what? wasn't kindergarten cop. No, it, it, it wasn't something similar. You know what it was? It, what, what it was Terrorists. to me, anyways. And, and this, and I, I love Dolph. Nothing's don't don't get me sense. wrong. It's it's it has nothing to do with Dolph. Uh, it, what it was was a movie. Kindergarten Cop understood kids, in my opinion. I taught, like I said, I taught kindergarten for 15 years. One of the reasons I wanted to teach kindergarten in this weird way was because of the movie Kindergarten Cop. I'm not even joking. Awesome. Yeah, and and I love, I love That's kids. Cool. I just, I and, and you Thank gotta you. understand kids. And there's a way of. I don't feel like this movie under. I don't feel like this movie really got kids. It took bullet points, you know. Oh, kids have allergies yeah. nowadays. Let's make a joke out of allergies. No, allergies are hilarious. They are. They can no, be, right? Yeah. No, they're not. You know. And no. but here you go. Like Kindergarten Cop had this quality about it. You got yeah. one side. You got one story that focuses on your character, which is really dark mm-hmm. and it's really intense. And then you've got this other story. And I don't think there's been a movie ever since, to be honest with you, where you where you take this light side, this you know juxtaposition between darkness and light, and you've got this really silly element of like, oh my gosh, the kids are great, and the kids feel real. The things they say are real, and I'm speaking from yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. The things they do are real. Um, and then you've got your element of girls like, have vaginas and yeah. men have penises. My uh, my former teaching partner that was. She was uh, she taught that little guy, and uh, and he was making Kindergarten Cop at the time when she was his teacher, and he's wow. like, "I'm making this movie about you, Mrs. Romero," and she's <clears> like, "I don't think it's gonna be about me," but um, uh, <laughs> 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 but but then yeah, like you said, your character wants nothing but your son back, and as a parent, I understand that, but then you just were way off the cuckoo town bridge, you know, and uh, <laughs> when we met with the president and Ivan Reitman. Um, upstairs, they love kindergarten cop. They go, look, Arnold looks bad for shooting you. I'm like, well, because well, well, so we're going to spend the next two weeks and make you evil. <laughs> and so they came, we came up with a, a shooting the guy by the dumpster. Did yeah. you tell anyone? I'm not stupid, Mr. Crisp. And I said to Ivan, I said, I think after he says I'm not stupid, Mr. Crisp, I think I should put one in his belly. You know, and and wait for him to feel it, and you know, you're not, and then shoot him again and kill him. He goes, look, Tyson, look, look, this is a comedy, man. You're way overdoing it. Don't look. Come on, these are kids. You know, I'm like, I'm like, no, I think, and that's exactly the way we did it. So we shot a guy by the dumpster. Oh, uh, I'm in front of the judge with the chains on my hand, you know, and with the orange jumpsuit. Uh, I'm the bad guy. He states it. Then Arnold throws me through the door and interrogates me. And then I sass him at the end. My wife left for the money. Yours left because she couldn't stand the sight of you. Yeah, I know all about you, Kimball. Without me, you wouldn't even have a life. My old lady left because of the money. Yours left because she just couldn't stand the sight of you. (laughs) Now I've... Now that's three things to make me, and they go, "What else are we gonna do?" I'm like, uh, "Well, I got an idea. I don't know. You know, ideas come from a group, really. You know, but we came up yeah. with idea to burn down. We could burn down the elementary school library. That'll do it." <laughs> They're like, "What? Yeah, da, da, da. <laughs> Arnold can now shoot me. That's great." You know the scene where the kid, I got the gun on the kid. Cullen Crisp has the gun on the kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I was acting my ass off. I was like, I pulled the gun away. I'm like, I can't shoot my kid. And I'm fucked. And I got the gun again. And get away. Back out, you know. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. They cut all that shit out and just oh. like, gun on his head. Gun on his head. I'm like, mm. okay. Come on, boys. Yeah. On, yeah. You, you, it sounds like there was a lot yeah. more depth there that would have been, I would have loved to seen that on screen. That's for damn sure. And then a damn rat just runs, reaches up right when I'm about to kill Arnold. Yeah, and a ferret or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the ferret. You know, ferret. it's like, I'm about to win here, and the moralistic ferret is going to jump up yeah. and get me right then. You know? Why didn't you let the boy go now? The boy is mine. He's my boy. You get your own goddamn family. Ah! Well, it is a kids movie. Yeah. It is a kids movie. Ferret's always. Weird. I mean, it could have, it could have been so great if they hugged. He hugged his boy and ran out, got in the car with his mother. Now that's another subject. <laughs> Carol Baker. Oh yeah. man, she's wow. so good. She, she was great, yeah. wasn't she? You had some uh, devious scenes yeah. with her. Yeah. That's for You know, uh, we're at the pharmacy. And she's got all this stuff for the boy. Yep. Yeah. It's like a rectal thermometer. <laughs> and it's like, mother, look, I was never sick. She goes, that's why you were never sick. <laughs> and I look at the pharmacist. How do you argue with that? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so good. Well, I, I was, yeah. you know, you, you said, uh, you know, how do you argue with that? How do you argue with the fact that, you know, you, you've given us a lot of your time on the show and taking us down this journey uh, of your career. And, and I know you haven't even touched upon so much. Um, maybe down the road we have you back on. And in fact, maybe we have you in person the next time you're shooting in L.A., which would be really fantastic. I'm just putting it out there. All right. That'd be great, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, L.A. for its shortcomings has some really, like you said, Santa Monica. You talk about... You get to that ocean and you breathe in that air. I've got a friend of mine who, from Taos, New Mexico, never saw the ocean in his entire life, lived on a, uh, the Pueblo out there. He's in his late 70s now. Comes out to L.A. for the first time, goes out to Santa Monica, sits on the beach and cries. i never mm. seen him cry. I've known him for uh, over 10 years. He, he looks amazing. at me and he goes, he goes, you don't understand how powerful this is until you've seen it for the first time. And I said... Is you right? It really is. Yeah. And uh, Richard, sincerely, thank you for being so candid, so just forthcoming. Everything. It's really been a pleasure to have you on the show. It really has meant a lot. Thank you, Richard. My uh, pleasure. And oh, uh, thanks for totally. We no. won't say goodbye. We'll say to be continued. Okay. Maybe we'll get you guys out to the marina. Marina rats. Absolutely. Love marina it. rats. Sounds okay. good. Thank you very much, Thanks. and right, uh, enjoy the right. enjoy the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe. Oh, you mother. How can you argue with that? All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four. Is it five star rating? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star rating on iTunes. We really. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. 
Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.